Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to This League Uncut. In the world of 24-hour NBA news, this news you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This League Uncut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Friends, welcome in to another edition of This League Uncut. Mark Stein, Chris Haynes, no longer side-by-side on the Vegas Strip. Fun while it lasted, though. We are still kind of basking in the glory of our first live pod together. The first time we were together anywhere in months. Had a tremendous hour at Caesars Palace with Lakers coach Darvin Ham. So good. We made it a two-part episode, but Summer League is over. I am back in Dallas. The esteemed Mr. Haynes back in Northern California. Free agency, as we've been saying, it ended, essentially ended quite quickly. Most of the big names off the board within 48 to 72 hours. At this point, pretty much all the salary cap space has been spent. There are still some names out there. Kelly Oubre, Christian Wood, Derek Jones Jr. If you want to look at restricted free agents, P.J. Washington, his situation still remains unsolved. But, uh, you know, free agency-wise, we've pretty much seen it all at this point. The league, nonetheless, your summer league is over. All the 30 teams have gone home executives and coaches have started to disperse on some semblance of a vacation, but the league is also still on a three pronged trade watch. Damian Lillard, James Harden, Pascal Siakam, all three are all stars, all three, maybe not all three, but all three theoretically could be traded between now and the start of the season. Remember, the season starts a little bit later this time around. We've got the World Cup coming up in Indonesia, Japan, and the Philippines. That's August 25th to September 10th. Training camp starts 
October 2nd is media day for 28 of the league's 30 teams, Dallas and Minnesota, because they are playing abroad in the exhibition season. They, they'll have their media days. I believe it's the 29th of September, first practice on September 30th. But Lillard, Harden, Siakam, how many of those guys, will any of those guys be moved before training camp starts? And now I bring in my good friend, the man who has all the answers to all of these difficult questions. And I'm kidding because nobody has those answers. But I like uh, I like putting him under put putting him putting him on the spot a little bit here. My man, Chris Haynes, how you doing? How you holding up? Did you get back? You get back home from Vegas, okay? I'm back home, but I definitely do not have all the answers because if I did, my AC would be fixed by now. Man, this is unbelievable. Scandalous. Still, still without AC. How long has it been? It's been about a month now. Been about a month now. And the AC service, the company keeps counseling on, on me. On me. Um, it's just, just, they've just been backlogged. And I don't know when they're going to get to me. And I've been I'm sweating my ass off right now. And our producer, our great producer, Ryan, said that I could not sit by my fan that I was comfortably sitting at because it would show, it, it, or excuse me, it would, you would hear it on this podcast. For the, so for our listeners, Stein, I am away from the fan. I'm about 10 feet away from the fan. I can't feel it. But hopefully you guys and the listeners can't hear it. I'm just pushing through, Stein, to get through, but I'm doing it. Off my listeners, also because our great producer Ryan told me to. Ryan so, Music, hey, we don't. That's what I'm when doing. Ryan Music speaks, we say yes. We don't even question it. So. <laughs> but I'm good, man. I'm good. It was it was good seeing you, Stein. It was a good. Um, Want to give another shout out to Darvin Ham for coming through for us out there in Vegas at Caesar's Palace, man. That was one awesome podcast. Yeah, and I before we even get to the trade stuff, and we will we will get to all three of those guys in a second. But I I I really do want to tip the cap to Darvin Ham because I've written about this a couple times, just so people understand. You know, there was a pretty crazy situation at Caesars the day that we were there, <laughs> and you know it was written about extensively. It was national news, but the part that I've written about, you know. We didn't see it, sense it, feel it. There was nothing near us, really, that would even let you know anything was going on. But NBA security sent out alerts that day to basically anybody at the Summer League in a team capacity. And I saw, you know, I've seen what these alerts looked like. And NBA security was basically telling anyone associated with Summer League, do not go to Caesar's Palace right now because of police activity in the area. And Darvin Ham easily could have seen that alert and said, you know what, guys, I'm out. But he didn't. He came to the pod as scheduled right on time and gave us an hour when we asked for like 20, 25 minutes. So that was truly, truly a yeoman effort. And I hope everybody loved that because uh, I don't think you could ask for much more candor than we got from the Lakers coach, but all right, that is enough. Uh, that is enough back backstory and background. I know you guys all want to know about the trades, but I mean, the reality is, I, you know, there's not a ton of movement. I think we, 
anyone who has followed the Damian Lillard situation understands this pretty clearly at this point. Damian Lillard wants to go to Miami. The Blazers to this point do not like the offers that have been put on the table by the Heat. Nobody else is bidding at this point. And so we have generally a stalemate. What's going to happen to make this thing move? Will it move? Will Chris Haynes, will his will, will his air conditioning be repaired before <laughs> we get some movement on the Damian Lillard situation? I sure hope so. Oh, I sure hope so. <laughs> All right, now you, I mean, what do you, what do you think is going on? What what is the best what is the best update you can provide on on what's going on with Dame? Uh, this is what I can say that's happening. Is obviously the Miami Heat. You know they're a bit frustrated with how things are moving along slowly. Portland is telling them to bring us your best offer. Miami would like to know what does Portland want, and Miami is not getting that answer, and so they feel like things could be moving on a little bit quicker if. Portland would say exactly what it is they want because obviously Miami doesn't have all the assets that Portland would want in a return for a Damian Lillard trade. So they want to know, okay, what do we have to get out there? What other teams to what other teams do do we have to get involved to make this work? And so far, the communication is just not there. And so that's that's making this this situation rather frustrating on on that side for Miami. What I can tell you is both teams are they're heading to they're heading on vacation, and um, you know especially the key the key people in the front office who plays a larger responsibility in, in trying to make a deal happen. Uh, that's not to say that a a trade can't be done during vacation, but. That's that's just where things stand right now, and, and that's that's just where we're headed. So, um, still not a lot of clarity. Still not a lot of clarity. And I know um, Demi Lillard's agent, Aaron Goodwin, was hoping that Miami and Portland would meet in Las Vegas during summer league. That did not happen. So, this, you know, this could potentially be the long game. It sounds like it. I mean, we know that a Miami offer, as it stands. It's obviously going to feature Tyler Hero and multiple first round picks and some pick swaps. You know, does it include, you know, you know, does it include a Caleb Martin? Does it include other young players on the Heat roster? Is there a way Miami can put something together on its own without the help of a third or a fourth team that, that no. Portland would ever accept? Yeah. I mean, these are the questions no. that everybody in the league's been asking, but I'm going to ask you something different. Let's say there's no change in status between now and October 2nd. What would be your forecast? Does Dame go to Blazers camp? Does he potentially not go to Blazers camp? It's. I think it's hard for people who have watched him and just know how much he loves to play. It's kind of hard to imagine him not reporting to camp. But do we have any sense of where this thing would go if if there's no movement here for the next six, seven weeks? To be honest with you, Stein, 
I don't know. I, I really don't know. All, all I can say is I know Dame is, you know, spending time with the kids and he's ramped up his offseason workouts. So he's pretty zoned in. He's, he's been he's been pretty low key. I've talked to him just on a few occasions, you know, giving him his, his space. So I, I really don't know if he even knows the answer to that. I think, you know, he obviously will want a resolution quicker than later. So. I think he's just trying to bury his head into his workouts and to his family in hopes of this thing coming to a resolution. I, I just don't just don't know if that's anytime soon. Yeah, like you said, I mean, we we expected at the least some sort of communication between the teams in Vegas. And as you just clarified, we didn't even get that. So making that kind of forecast. Not easy right now. And that that's kind of the problem with all of these things is I, you know, I know everybody wants us to say, yes, the trade is going to happen on August, whatever, fill in the, you know, it's just, it's just not possible right now. I mean, last year, and we saw this last summer, you know, Donovan Mitchell, there was very intense discussion about Donovan Mitchell trades right around the time of summer league in Vegas. And we didn't see a Donovan Mitchell trade to Cleveland until early September. So it is hard to forecast in all these situations. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. 
players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, the same goes with James Harden in Philly. You know, obviously that interest in that storyline got sparked further this week when the quotes came out from Joel Embiid about, I want to win a title in Philly or wherever it is. And and that naturally put a brighter spotlight on the Sixers. But it's, I think it's somewhat of the same thing is that, uh, you know, James Harden has made it clear that he wants to be elsewhere. The Sixers have tried to dissuade him of that stance and admittedly have not succeeded in those attempts. James Harden still wants out. I think we saw an IG post from him earlier today. You know I am not the IG expert, but I've been assured that this was from his IG account, verified, been comfortable for so long. It's time to get uncomfortable. A very cryptic statement from James Harden. What are you hearing, if anything, on the Harden front? We know the Clippers are where he wants to go. How how fiercely the Clippers are prepared to go after him, I think, is still somewhat of a matter of debate. Where, where are we on Harden? This is what I can say on the Harden front. Philly is not going to just give him away. That's and in a lot of ways, I don't know if I I would compare this to Dame's situation. Yeah, like I don't know if I would compare this to Dame's situation because it seems to be a little bit more tension on that front. And but there then again, there's some tension here as well. You know, and I think I don't want to say anything and speculate, but it'd be they have got to wait to see what James Harden says about how everything really played out. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more that hasn't been reported out there as to why he's choosing to go this route all of a sudden. So what I do know is Philly is going to try to maximize um, their return. This won't be, you know, if, if Dame's situation wasn't at the forefront, it would be this James Harden news right here, and it'd probably be a lot more dissecting of it. There really hasn't been. Um, really, the primarily focus has been on Dame. And I think largely because this is Dame's first trade request after, what, 11 years, and this is, what, James Harden's third. <laughs> so we kind of, like, been down this road before. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. They, they're prepared as well, you know, from what I was told. Philly is prepared as well to take this all the way to training camp if they don't find the right deal. So, you know, what does James Harden do? That's and that's the thing. I think the training camp questions, they, they're even louder when it comes to Harden because, because of mm-hmm. course, we remember it was just two-ish years ago that he wanted to be traded away from Houston and his training camp presence, he didn't show up right away. He clearly was not in optimal condition. And that's what people are wondering now. What, you know, if there is no trade, if the Sixers maintain 
this fairly rigid stance that they've taken. And, you know, Daryl Morey has been, you know, he's now addressed this publicly. He's gone on 97.5 FM in Philly, much like he did during the Ben Simmons trade saga. And, you know, Daryl Morey has spelled it out and said that unless he gets a star level player back or the pieces that can clearly ensure a subsequent trade that lead to a star player back that they're not just going to give in and trade James Harden. So how uncomfortable James Harden is the one who used that word earlier Thursday. We're taping this on Thursday night, the Thursday word again from James Harden quote, been comfortable for so long. It's time to get uncomfortable. How uncomfortable is he prepared to make it for the Sixers in camp? I mean, and, you know, that is, again, a question that not the easiest to answer on July 20th, but understandably the question that a lot of people around the league are asking. I mean, Embiid is someone that you've covered closely as well. You know, certainly what he told Maverick Carter, I mean, that was, you know, generated its own slew of headlines and understandably so when a player of Embiid's stature even hints that he might not be in Philly for life. But certainly in my dealings with Joel over the years, I mean, my vibe has always been that he greatly values what he's built with the Sixers. I do think he really wants to win there and break through there and not have to go somewhere else. I guess I'm not being the super fairest to you today in your sweltering abode with no air conditioning by asking you to jump in the head of all these guys. But what have you made of the whole Embiid talk surrounding kind of this Embiid story that has, you know, developed out of the Harden story? Um, I remember, son, I think I might have told you before – MB spoke with Rachel Nichols. <clears throat> I believe it was during it was during summer league, and he told her that he was um, he wished James Harden would stay, and he's trying to convince him. I spoke with him over the phone. You know, it was a private call. Then, you know, I spoke with him on the phone. I believe I told you, and he told me that. You know, I'm trying to get him to stay. He was like, "We're just better with him than without him," and he does, he doesn't think that they will he will they will be able to get equal value in return going into next season. Cause we know Joel Embiid is trying to win now. He's trying to win now. And so that was, a, you know, that, that was between us, but he since said it publicly now. And so I, I feel like it's okay to reveal that, but he said it he said he was trolling when he made the, made those remarks to, to Mav, but in the trolling, I do believe There's some light that's being shed a little bit. Like he's finally like kind of cracking the door open to the possibility of leaving, which would only add probably a little bit more urgency to the front office to make sure they get to to make sure they're on their toes, making sure they're doing everything that they can to keep a, a winning roster around him. Because Joel Embiid has went through a bunch of different changes throughout his tenure there in Philly. Uh, a bunch of different um, marquee players have come and gone. So, you know, it, it was only it's only right to kind of look at him to to see is he that next 
superstar Domino to request a trade. So even though he's saying he's trolling, I think that he's opening up a little bit of a window into uh, what the future may bring if things don't change. A lot of pressure on the Sixers right now. Lots of pressure. They've got to resolve the Harden situation, as you say. Keeping Joel Embiid happy is priority number one. They've made a coaching change. How dramatic a change that will be in the team's on-court fortunes. Can Nick Nurse bring in a new approach that drastically changes the playoff output of a Sixer team and a franchise that has not gotten past the second round since 2001, since the days of Allen Iverson? We said it a lot last season. We're going to be saying it a lot more this coming season. Philly is under the microscope in a huge, huge, huge way. Not just with Harden, but now ensuring that Joel Embiid wants to stay there and complete the process. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
We move now to the third name of the three, the trio that we're monitoring here on Trade Watch. Okay, maybe this isn't my smoothest transition, but bear with us. Left my smoothness in Vegas. Pascal Siakam. Uh, you know, when I was talking to various teams at Summer League, some in some corners I heard that the Damian Lillard situation would most likely have to play out before we got any clarity on a Siakam trade destination. And then I heard in some other corners that, no, it could it could move independently of Damian Lillard. But I will put my hand up and say, I really don't know which of those forecasts is going to be proven correct. Really, it was just the, the most consistent messaging I got when I was in Vegas on trade talk matters was, you know, it's not just a two all-star situation. Damian Lillard. Yes. James Harden. Yes. But just make sure that we include Pascal Siakam and his future in our forecast. Now look, Toronto is so unpredictable. I think there are also well-placed observers around the league who will not be surprised if the Raptors decide to keep Siakam. But I will just say me personally, now speaking purely for myself, I came away with the impression from my various discussions in Vegas that the Raptors do want to make at least one more move of significance before training camp starts. And I don't think there's any shortage of interest in Pascal Siakam. You and I both have been talking for ages now about Atlanta's interest, that goes back to before the draft. The Hawks really like the idea of Siakam, but haven't been able to construct a trade that Toronto has wanted to partake in. During Summer League, both Indiana and Orlando emerged as possible destinations. But look, this is a very unique situation because, like James Harden, Pascal Siakam is only under contract for one more season, roughly 37, 38 million. The, the better half of this podcast, Chris Haynes reported right at the draft that, you know, Pascal Siakam is not going to just re-sign with anyone who trades for him. To this point, Siakam has expressed that he would like to stay in Toronto. He's not looking to force his way out of Toronto. So for anyone that trades for Pascal Siakam, the question you have to answer for yourself is how much are you willing to put on the table for a guy who has only one year left on his deal and might not resign with you? Yeah. And that's the fear. And I think maybe that's the hang up as well. Why this is taking so long is because teams don't feel like they can put their best offers on the table because, you know, I reported, you reported that, you know, there's a there's a good amount of teams that he would not do an extension with. And so essentially that would be a one-year rental, and teams don't want to fork out all of their assets or present their best offers for a one-year rental player, even of the caliber of Pascal. So, you know, it's a tough situation that Toronto Raptors find themselves in. I can definitely see Pascal remaining a member of the Raptors. But there's there's still a lot of smoke. There's still some teams that's still making calls to try to see if 
anything can be done, but I think we have to look at where we're at in the offseason. Uh, you know, as it pertains to Atlanta, that's been the team that's been primarily linked to Pascal for, for a while. And, you know, before when there was talks going on, John Collins w- was a part of some of those talks. You know, he's since been been traded. Does 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 Atlanta have anything Toronto would want at this stage? So there does like if you're asking me right now, Stein, um, do I think he's traded before the season or if he's still a member of the Raptors? As of right now, I would lean towards saying I, I think he would would remain a member of the Toronto Raptors. And look, I guess the way I approach this is again, you know, last season, last off season is still so fresh in the memory that that Donovan Mitchell trade materialized in September. So there is still time. We're nearing the end of July, but you know, there's still lots of time before training camp. And look with Toronto there, you know, I, I wrote this in my last around the league notebook. There is an inherent skepticism attached to the Raptors now about what they want to do on the trade front because of what just happened at the last trade deadline. All of these guys, or almost all of them, were mentioned as potential trade candidates to some degree. Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., Siakam and Ananobi, less so, but you know people still at least asked the questions and wondered. And in the end, Toronto didn't trade anyone and ended up making a trade to add win now talent by bringing in Jakob Pertl from San Antonio. And they've since re-signed Pertl to a four-year deal in the 80 million range. So uh, there is that skepticism out there that, you know, does Toronto, is Toronto truly prepared to trade Siakam even after Van Vliet's departure? But it really, it really depends right now on who you ask and you're going to get a different forecast from almost anyone you hit up on this question. All right, friends, I really, I really have to cut this off now because, you know, when Chris and I record these, we have a special program we use where we can see each other. Obviously you guys can't see us on this podcast, but I, you know, I'm just watching, I'm watching my friends suffer here and look, the heat in Dallas has been absolutely miserable, miserable, like to the point where I, I'm just, I'm throwing rackets around the house. It is so hot, but our air conditioning works. Poor Chris Haynes <laughs> in Sacramento. No air conditioning for I don't. I, I've lost track of how many days it's been. But this was the case. This was the case before we did our Vegas pod, and it is still the case. And if you could see Mr. Haynes right now, he is not happy with me how long this pod has <laughs> taken. So I, we have to let him go, America, and uh, and and replenish replenish himself because this he he's been he has been putting in the work in this pod yeah but you know what stein i do it for our loyal listeners anything for my loyal listeners Stein. that's why you are beloved you are beloved i hope i hope nobody rebounds better after this thing drops than your air conditioning system (laughs) wishing you all the best all right everyone that will do it for this edition of This League Uncut, Stein and Haynes. We will be back with you guys soon. Precisely when is still TBD. But with that three-pronged trade watch, who knows uh, Who knows when something will happen 
that will demand some immediate reaction from your guys. And let's all wish some cooler, cooler, breezier times in Chris Haynes' life, everybody. Remember, please rate, review, and subscribe to this show, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Take care, everybody, and try to stay cool out there in that summer. Dreadful summer heat. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.